Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. But how are you going to see water if you don't dig the ditches? It's like Noah, God telling Noah, build an ark. And everybody is laughing at Noah. And say, oh, the crazy old man using his faith. God said, dig ditches. God said, build ark. Just obey God. Obey God. Obey what God tells you. You see, there are a lot of disobedient people in the church. Very opinionated and very disobedient. Right, I'm about to preach something that will revolutionize your brain today. What I'm about to preach is so powerful. The devil was so scared, he didn't want me to come and preach this. So I'm about to preach something that is so radical. Today I'm going to say some things that you've never heard me say before because I'm sick and tired of some of you remaining at the same place. It's time to move to the next level. Do you agree? It's time to what? To move to the next level. So if you're ready, open with me in your Bibles to the book of Zechariah chapter 1. Are you ready for the word? Yes. All right. Zechariah chapter 1. From verse 16. Zechariah, for your information, is in the Old Testament. Zechariah chapter 1 from verse 16. I read, the Bible says that, Therefore saith the Lord, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it, saith the Lord of hosts. And a line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Cry yet, saying, Thou sayest the Lord of hosts, not man, not pastor, not the church, who is saying the Lord of hosts. Thou sayest the Lord of hosts, my cities, this is God speaking. He said, my cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. You missed out a good place to say a good amen. amen. Now God is saying that my cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad and the Lord 
shall comfort Zion and shall yet choose Jerusalem. Verse 18. Then lifted I up mine eyes and saw and behold four horns. Now I want you to notice verse 17. God is saying that my cities shall yet be built up through what? Prosperity. And then verse 18, notice the next thing that happened. He said, then lifted I my eyes and look at what he saw. Four horns. Look at what he saw. What? Four horns. Now next verse, verse 19. It says, and I said unto the angel that talked with me, what be these? And he answered me, these are the horns which has scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Now God says, my city through prosperity shall be established or shall be built. And then all of a sudden, four horns shows up. And look at the purpose of these four horns to scatter. The four horns are to scatter. And look at the people they are scattering. Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. These are three cardinal important cities. Very important. Very, very important. Verse 20. And the Lord showed me four carpenters. Shout amen. Amen. I've already started preaching. I'm already preaching. Now he saw four horns and the Lord showed him four carpenters. Glory be to God. Somebody say, I am a carpenter. Or say it again, say, I am a carpenter. It says, and the Lord showed me four carpenters. Then said, verse 21, then said I, what come these to do? And he spake saying, these are the horns which have scattered Judah so that no man did lift their head. I want you to underline that. These are the horns. Look at the purpose of the horns. The purpose of the horns is to do what? Is to scatter Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem so that no man should do what? Lift up their head. So the horns doesn't want you to lift up your head. But God also sends four carpenters and the carpenters are coming to do something against the four horns. Four carpenters, four horns. So verse 21, it says, Then said I, what cometh these to do? And he spake, saying, These are the horns which have scattered Judah, so that no man did lift up his head. But these are come to fray them, to fray them, underline that word, to fray them, to cast, to fray them, to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Amen. I'm preaching this morning on the message I have titled, Breaking Financial Limitations. Breaking Financial Limitations. 
whether you like it or not, money is good. The Bible says that money answereth how many things? All things. How many things? All things. How many things? So money is good. And money takes on the nature of the one that has it. Money in the hands of a drug dealer will become, will be used for drug dealing. Money in the hands of a good Christian who is a giver will channel through giving. Money in the hands of somebody who likes to build orphanages and so on and so forth will go forth building orphanages. Why? Because money always takes on the nature or the form of the person that has it. So money is good. The love of money is the root of all evil. When money becomes your only motive that I'm going to do everything possible to get it, then it becomes evil. Are you following me? When you use the wrong means, wrong methods, you know, even in the church sometimes, church people like to be deceived. They don't like simple Bible. They like to be deceived. Uh, if right now I call you out and say, I'm a prophet, there's a witch in your family, and that witch is trying to do X, Y, Z, and the only way you can deal with that witch is to sow a seed of 18,000 pounds you'll do it. And that's the sad part. Many people like to be deceived. Many church people have itchy ears. They want to go to a place where somebody will say, I see something whilst they can't see anything. Are you following what I'm saying? So, many people as a result of this have been manipulated and, and, and treated and crooked. And because of that, the devil is using that to, to generalize everyone. Are you following what I'm saying? To say all the church people are crooks, all the church pastors are crooks, every church that starts talking about money is, is after money, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. But listen, there's no one in this church that I've ever knocked on anybody's door for any assistance before. Never. I'm not looking for anything from no one. I'm looking to get things to you. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm going to teach you what to help you to become all that God has called you to become. Amen. And for your information, when you come to the church, nobody has the right to force you to give what you don't have. This is why in this church, even on our, on our tights and envelopes cards, we, there's no place where you say credit card giving because you are not permitted to give from your credit card because your credit card is not yours. In this church, we don't tell people give from your credit card. No, you give out of what God has blessed you for. And it's not by force. You give what? Willingly. Nobody will come and hold your hand and say, give two pounds today. No, no. You give how? 
willingly. The Bible says that when leaders lead, the people willingly follow. Willingly follow. So no one is under any pressure or any obligation in this church to give what they don't have. You pray to God and God will tell you what to give when it's time to give. Are you following me? And so if we are going to break financial limitations, the only way is through giving. And I want you to understand that the scripture we read, the Bible says that God through his cities will build it only by prosperity. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 16, verse 17. It says, cry yet, saying, thou sayest the Lord of hosts, my cities through prosperity shall yet what? Spread abroad. So God is showing us how to expand the cities, how to expand his kingdom. And the only way to do that is through what? Is through what? Is through what? Is through prosperity. Why are you not answering back? Is that word too big for you? No. How is the kingdom of God going to be built? Through what? Through what? Now, this is God speaking. God is showing us the way to build the cities. He said, my cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. So that means that even the church, if the church is going to spread abroad, it is going to happen through what? Through prosperity. But don't be deceived. Every time the devil hears the word prosperity, or every time God is about to take you to the next level, the devil also shows up. The devil also shows up. So in the next verse of Zechariah chapter 1, verse 18, it says, Then lifted I up my eyes and, I, and saw, behold, how many horns? Four horns. And what are the purpose of these four horns? To scatter Jerusalem, to scatter Judah, and to scatter Israel. All this represents the church. So the four horns, number one assignment is to scatter you so you don't come to that place of prosperity. Scatter your finances. Scatter your connections. Scatter your health. And so on and so forth. Verse 19, the Bible says that and I said unto the angel, and I said, and, and I said unto the angel that talked with me, what be these? And he answered, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. And the Lord showed me four carpenters. So what I need you to understand is that every time the devil comes against you, God also makes plans to defeat the devil. God always makes plans to defeat the devil. Are you following me? So there were four horns and the purpose of the four horns were to scatter. And then God also raises up four carpenters. A carpenter is someone who fixes things. Remember Jesus was a carpenter? A carpenter is someone who mends things. A carpenter is a fixer. So when you come to the church broke, 
God uses a carpenter to mend your life back together. Your marriage might be broken. You come to church, you hear one word, it mends your marriage together. Your, your health might be broken. You come to church, you hear the words of the carpenter, and it mends your life together. Are you following what I'm saying? So God uses carpenters to mend you back together, to fix you. And these are spiritual carpenters. And I believe that I'm one of those end time carpenters. I believe that I'm one of those end time carpenters. To bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. You say, how is this going to be? It is not by might, neither is it by power, but it is by the spirit of the Lord. I am one of those end time carpenters. And a time is coming where millions are coming for solution from this carpenter. Say a good amen to that. As I say a good amen to that. They might be depressed. Once they walk into this atmosphere, the anointing upon this carpenter will take away that depression. And today I decree over your life, every spirit of depression, every spirit of depression that is affecting you, I decree they leave you now. I decree they leave you now. In the name of Jesus. I believe I'm an end time carpenter to bring hope to the nations. There are millions out there who need hope and I believe God has called me and anointed me for such a time as this. That's why there are many people who walk into this church, no future, no vision. And then all of a sudden, they say, God gave us a vision through the teaching. On Thursday, someone was testifying that we had a message on, on, on vision. Is that right? On vision. On vision. And then we started a business from nothing. We had, pastor said, you can never become a millionaire from your nine to five job. Everybody had it. But one person said, I'm angry with this. It's true. Nine to five, nothing is going to happen. And then they went, put the vision together. And then all of a sudden, I think within a short period of, of time, within five months, they started their business. And they have, I think, about 20 employees. Am I right? 20? 20? 20 employees. They're in this church. They have 20 employees. Amen. Amen. Uh, where's 20 employees? Have you employed one person before? Amen. Have you employed one person before? Amen. Have you employed one person before? So before you sit there and criticize me, God has given me an anointing as a carpenter to move people from nothing to something. He'll be there. Do you know? You see, and the sad thing is, those of the people who are criticizing people who are doing this, they can pay your wages ten times than what you are earning now. Just humble yourself and say, oh, "Please, I did a job." <laughs> and by the end of this year, those twenty employees are moving to hundred. I said they are moving to hundred. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, when I, when I tell you, 
there are two millionaires in this church. You will say, ah, where are they? You, you see, you are Thomas. You are Thomas. Where are they? Thomas, Tom, you want to see before you believe. They're already there. And before the end of this year, eight more is added. You better receive it. I said you better receive it. You think we are joking here? I carry an anointing. You can criticize other anointings. Don't criticize this one. Because this one is genuine anointing. I did not come into ministry because of what I'll get. Trust me. I did not come into ministry because I want one pound or two pounds. God already blessed me before I came into ministry. Ask my wife. The first day I met her, I told her I am Joseph. Ask her. I, no, I am Jacob. I am Jacob. I am what? Jacob. Jacob's we stay home, Esau work and bring the money to us. It will take you 100 years to understand what I've just said. For us, the Jacob nation, our operation is different. We carry a blessing. Amen. And the blessing of the Lord, it make it rich. And he had a note, you can be angry. You are angry at your own death. Angry that why is he rich? I'm blessed beyond measure. I'm blessed. You might not like it, but I'm blessed. I'm not blessed because of you. I'm blessed because my God has blessed me. I'm not looking for anything from you. Nothing. Nothing. This is a highly accountable church. Nothing. Highly accountable. We buy things every week. Every week. We just bought a new camera from the U.S. a couple of weeks ago. Nobody made a, a noise about it. Highly expensive. He said, how much? Because you see, the blessing has a way of making things work. We have never known lack in this church. We have never borrowed. This is a great church. When we sow seeds into the lives of people, they say, wow. Uh, the seeds we sow shakes people. It shakes people. They say, wow, this church? No, we, we don't. Come on, get. You see, if you're at the stage of still questioning, you are in the church, shall I give or shall I not give? You, you haven't gotten there yet. Oh, when I give, I'm making the pastor rich. Ah, come on. Come on. It's like that man that is under the thing and, and kicking the one up. <laughs> the bricks are coming on you. Come on, be wise. So God raises up carpenters to mend you up. To mend you up. To mend you up. 
On Sunday, after Bishop finished preaching, one of the members came and said, oh, pastor, I feel the Lord is telling me to swear seed. I said, that's how it should be done. Not going behind and telling uh, guest speakers, take this. No, you don't do it that way. The right way to do it is you come to the man of God and say, pastor, the Lord is telling me to sow a seed. They say, yeah, good. I took her to the bishop. The bishop prayed for her. Amen. He said, okay, this is how you do it. Do X, Y, Z. And she did it. And the seed was transferred to the bishop. We are, we don't, we are not looking for anything from no one. I want you to get this. Amen. Are you following? You see, you can do the right thing, but at the wrong time and in the wrong way. And just as you obeyed, the next thing, the heavens turned into her life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You are there and say, oh, I'm thinking about doing it. No, thinking about doing it is different from doing it. Remember John chapter 2 verse 5? The mother of Jesus said to them, whatsoever he tells you to do, do what? Do it. God only rewards you after you have obeyed. Some of you are waiting and say, um, I think when I start earning 100 pounds, I'll start tithing. Why, do you, why don't you start from your 10 pounds? Why don't you start obeying God from your 10 pounds? If you don't obey God when you are earning 10 pounds, how can you obey God when you are earning 100 pounds? How can God trust you if you cannot Pass the test on 10 pounds and move you to 100 pounds. He can. Start from where you are. Amen. Start small. Start little. With your five loaves and two fishes, give it to Jesus. Tell Jesus, this is all I have. Start from where you are. 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 And then God can graduate you. But if you don't start from where you are, when are you going to start? I'm thinking of getting married. When? Marry now. When? When? Marry now. You want to marry when Jesus comes? When Jesus comes, there's no marriage. There's no marriage in heaven, no. Just marry now. And all of you, the single person, people who are in the church, and you are still, you know, dragging your legs, I command you to marry now. <laughs> you are not saying amen, amen. I said I command you to marry now. I command you to marry when? Now. Faith is for now. Stop dragging your legs. And then you are burning, burning. And before you realize, you start touching where you're not supposed to be touching. <laughs> marry now. Marry now. I said, marry now. Amen. So this year, we'll have a lot of weddings. I decree a lot of weddings this year. Starting from all the singles in this church. Say amen. amen. <laughs> Anyone who is 20 years is ready to marry. 
from 20 years, you are ready to marry. Oh, Pastor, I'm not ready. You are ready. You are ready. You are ready. Remember, I'm a carpenter in every area, including marriage. You are ready. I say you are ready. Say amen. Amen. Why don't you marry and do your boyfriend, girlfriend in marriage? Instead of doing it from outside. Today I came with the holy anger. Anything limiting God's people, I'm angry with it. I mean, I've had enough of limitations. Not just financial, every area. Every area of limitation. No happiness in your marriage is a limitation. Every time marriage fighting, bo, ba, bo, ba. Come on. You are not happy. We can see it in your faces. Some of you throughout the week, you don't laugh. The only time you laugh is when you come to church. It's so good. That limitation has to be broken. Say a good amen to that. So God says, I will send forth my carpenters to destroy these four horns. The four horns of limitation. Anything that has limited you financially comes to an end today. I said it comes to an end today in the name of Jesus. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 3 from verse 16 to 18. The Bible said, and he said, that says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thou says the Lord, you shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water. Amen. That ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beast. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hands. Amen. amen. Say a, a good amen to that. Amen. I said, say a good amen to that. Amen. So you see, every time God's prophetic word goes out, it does things. God said, you will not see wind, you will not see rain, but your ditches will be filled with water. But how are you going to see water if you don't dig the ditches? It's like Noah, God telling Noah, build an ark. And everybody is laughing at Noah. And say, so, oh, the crazy old man using his faith. God said, dig ditches. God said, build ark. Just obey God. Obey God. Obey what God tells you. You see, there are a lot of disobedient people in the church. Very opinionated and very disobedient. He said, God, I cannot see rain. Why do you want me to dig ditches? What do you want? Water. Isn't that right? God said, dig the ditches. What do you want? Financial limitations to be broken. Is that right? God said, obey my word. Do what I tell you to do. Until you do it, you'll be there forever. 
I said, oh, uh, uh, before you see rain, you have to, you have to, <laughs> before water comes, you have to see wind and so on and so on. You have to see rain before the rain can, before you can have water. But in God's economy, he said, no. He said, you will not see wind, neither will you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water. You will not see wind, neither will you see rain, but the valleys shall be filled with what? Water. All you have to do is dig ditches. If God says it, I believe it. If God says it, I believe it. I am a radical believer. I believe everything God says. Everything God says. God says it, I believe him. Somebody said, oh God, show me. Show you what? Show you a sign. You, you have to mature from fleas. You can't say, God, everything. Oh, uh, if, if I'm going to marry Sister Mary, today if pastor comes to church, let him read a scripture that talks about Mary. That is fleas. I may never read a scripture that talks about Mary. What about if the woman you want to marry, her name is not Mary or, or Josephine or Ruth or, or nothing in the Bible. And her name is, uh, uh, give me some very difficult uh, female names from your village. What name? No, no. Is, is that not in the Bible? No, no. You don't want English name. Abigail is in the Bible. What what is something shall abound the shasha? It's not in the Bible. Are you following me? It's oh God, show me. No, mature from God, show me a fleece to believe in the word and acting on it. Amen. Amen. In less than one month, we'll hear marriage proposals in this church. Me, I want to do a lot of weddings. So. I've actually gone to buy some new suits for weddings. Amen. Amen. So after the service today, I want to see all the single people. I want to ask you why you are not married. Why must we break financial limitations in our community? Because the voice of the poor is not heard. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 from verse 14 to 16. The Bible says that there was a little city and few men within it. And there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man and he by his wisdom delivered the city yet no man remembered that same poor man then said I wisdom is better than strength nevertheless the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard 
Nobody listens to poor people. I said nobody listens to poor people. So stop defending poverty. <laughs> the poor man delivered the city yet nobody remembered. If I ask you who is the richest man today, do you know the name? Eh? Yeah. If I ask you who is the poorest man on earth, do you know the name? No. Nobody remembers poor people. So refuse to be poor. Amen. Say a good amen to that. Amen. I said refuse to be poor. I said, refuse to be poor. And from today, I decree that every limitation of your finances is destroyed. I said, it is destroyed. I said, it is destroyed. I said, it is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Listen, write this down. This is very important. No matter the magnitude of a prophetic declaration over your life, it takes a seed to manifest the prophecy. No matter the magnitude of a prophetic declaration over your life, it takes a seed to manifest the prophecy. You remember that scripture we read in 2 Kings chapter 3 from verse 16 where it says, you will not see wind, neither will you see rain, yet your ditches will be filled with water. Now, that was a prophetic word. Now, look at verse 20 of 2 Kings chapter 3 and see how that prophetic word became a reality. Verse 20. The Bible says, And it came to pass in the morning when the meat offering was offered. Look at that. Then it came in the morning when the meat offering was offered that behold, there came water by the way of Edom and the country was filled with water. So look at what activated the prophetic word, an offering. They have to sow to activate the prophetic word. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Now, on every ground, there is already a blessing. Are you following me? But as a farmer, you have to take a seed and plant it on the ground to harvest the fruits. Is that right? So, you can say whatever you like until your seed goes on the ground. You are not qualified for a harvest. Very important. So, no matter the magnitude of a prophetic declaration over your life, you have to learn to activate it with a seed. So, you come to church and you are believing God for X, Y, Z. And then what you have to do is after you have prayed, sow a seed. Amen? Amen. After you have prayed, what do you do? You sow a seed to activate that prophetic word. And then after you have sown the seed, the next thing you now need to do is on a daily basis water the seed with your words. Declare over that seed, thank you, Lord. This seed is bringing harvest. This seed is yielding on every side. But you see, many of the times what we do is when we sow seed, we forget about it. This is why in this church we tell you, before you sow a seed, make sure you give it an assignment. You must have an expectation. What are you sowing believing God for? 
Don't just throw the seed on the ground. Value the seed. Give the seed an assignment. I'm sowing this seed for that. Very important. Don't just waste the seed. And after you've sowed the seed, be careful of what you say. Because what you say now is watering the seed. Remember I told you when I was young, I had a little farm behind our house and then when I plant corns and nothing is happening, I'll go and take it off three, four days and check, why is it not growing? (laughs) Why is it not growing? What am I doing? I'm killing the seed. Now, in the spiritual kingdom, you kill the seeds with your words. Oh, I saw this seed last year and I haven't even seen anything. You've killed it. You've killed the seed. So when you sow a seed, be careful what you say. You never say anything wrong. Don't voice anything negative. Always be in a mood of expectancy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let me say this. You can't break financial limitations without sowing financial seeds. Is that true? Galatians or Philippians chapter 4 verse 15. Philippians chapter 4 verse 15 says, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. So see how the kingdom of God operates? Giving and what? Receiving. Giving and what? Receiving. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 to 9. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Is that true? Is that true? So you sow laughter, you reap what? Laughter. You sow hatred, you reap what? Hatred. So you have to be careful what you sow. It says, God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. Their word whatsoever there means there is no limitation. So whatever you sow, you will reap. Verse 8, it says, for he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh report corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit also what reap everlasting life. Verse 9, this is key verse. Verse 9 is key. It says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen? Amen. It says, let us not be weary in in well-doing. Don't be, don't be. In other words, don't give up. You see, many people sow seeds and then they get to a point where they give up. And so, oh, I've prayed and prayed and prayed. Nothing is happening. So you stop praying. No, don't stop praying. I've been good to people. And they have been bad to me. So I'll stop being good to people. No, don't stop. You might not know the angel that comes. And most of the time, what I've noticed is that before a good person will show up, a bad person would have showed up. (laughs) 
Before Isaac shows up, Ishmael comes first. Before the right woman you are going to marry comes, Hagar will come first. So be careful. When that woman shows up, ask God, is this the one or that man? Or else you marry... <laughs> Hallelujah. Finally, as we get ready to close, we sew up to break what limitations. If you want to break limitations, we sew how? Up. Because you want to go up. As a ministry, we sow into bigger ministries. Ministries that are up. Because we want to go where? Up, not down. There are different levels of sowing. Sowing up, sowing on the same level, and sowing down. The Bible says that God says, when you give to the poor, you have learned to, to God, and he will repay. Amen. So there's a place to give to the poor. There's a place to give to the widow, the widowers. There's also a place to give to your parents. Very important. Some of you have neglected your parents. That's not good. Your parents are alive and you don't give them monthly or weekly stipends. That's not good. I said it's not good. You call your mothers or fathers the witch. How can you be so ignorant? At this age, if your mother and father were witches or wizards, why would they let you grow up? <laughs> they would have killed you when you were in the, in the womb. So, give to your parents. Give to your parents. Not only during Christmas, but weekly, monthly, and so on and so forth. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Some of you need to repent. You live here and say, Mom, Dad, what's your bank account? And put some money into their bank account. Some of you, your parents have taken care of you, taken you to university, paid your fees for you, and you don't look after them. It's not good. You reap what you sow. Take care of them. I said, take care of them. Amen. And then finally, we sow up. We sow into larger streams. For us as a ministry, we sow into bigger ministries. On a regular basis, we tithe into bigger ministries. As a ministry, we tithe as well. We tithe into ministries that are out there on the field evangelizing on a monthly basis, consistently. Consistently. Very important. We do that consistently throughout the year. And not just one ministry, many ministries. Are you following me? Because, listen... You can't just be the only one eating, eating. You, you blow, you, you, you explode. When you eat, you have to let some out. Are you following me? That's how God has made the system. A system of incoming, outgoing. If it's only incoming, 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 there'll be an, a volcanic explosion. <laughs> Amen. So, learn 
to do that as well. Amen. And these are simply some of the simple ways to break financial limitations. And I decree over your life that from today, every limitation you have found yourself in is broken. As a carpenter of the Lord, anointed by God, called by God, I decree from today, every financial pressure, every financial limitation you have found yourself in for the past five years, I decree right now it is broken in the name of Jesus. I decree an open heaven over your life. I decree from today you will have more than enough. You will build that house this year. You will buy that house this year. Those properties, they will go through this week. They will go through this week. In the name of Jesus, I decree the heavens open over your life. No more limitation. No more stagnation. From today, you'll be going forward. You'll be going forward. You'll be going forward. Forward ever, backwards never. In the name of Jesus, your family will go forward. Your family will go forward. This house will go forward. This house will go forward. Everything we touch from today, it shall go forward. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will know no lack from today. There shall be no lack in this house from today. I decree that as we enter into a new month, God will show you harvest upon harvest. Harvest upon harvest. Open fields. Open nations. Open fields. Open nations. I decree from today that you will be an influential man. An influential woman. You will influence millions. You will influence millions. Your business will expand from one level to another. From one level to another. God will increase you from 100,000 to a million. To a million. I decree a millionaire status over your life. I decree it over your life this year. In the name of Jesus. I decree that God will connect you with men and women that matter. Those that matter in your destiny. Anything that has related. That has caused you to move backwards. From today, I cut it off. From today, I cut it off. In the name of Jesus, I release you onto the freeway of speed. The freeway of speed. The freeway of speed. As you have honored God continually, I decree that anointing of honor upon you. I decree in this house that there will be many more businesses that God will raise up. Many more organizations that God will raise up. God will raise up mighty men and mighty women from this church. You will not know how God will connect you, but God will connect you with men and women this week. From across the world this week. From across the nations this week. God will open doors for you this week. In the name of Jesus. That contract you expected, I decree that it is approved now. I decree that it is approved now. I decree that it is approved now. In the name of Jesus, I call you the head and not the tail. I call you the head and not the tail. 
No weapon of the enemy formed or fashioned against you shall prosper from henceforth. I decree you blessed. I decree you blessed. In the name of Jesus. And behold that has come against you to scatter you. Today I decree the carpenters of heaven. The anointing of Jehovah to scatter them. To scatter the four horns in the name of Jesus. Any horn of limitation. Any horn of retrogression. Any horn of no progress. In the name of Jesus. I decree them scattered now. I decree them scattered now. I decree them scattered now. Any horn against your marriage. I decree them scattered now. Any horn against this church. I decree them scattered now. I decree them scattered now. I decree them scattered now. From today, I decree that you go forward. I anoint you today with that same anointing that God anointed David that caused him to go forward. Every horn of Goliath is cast down now. From today, I decree that you go forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.